the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed, and a good morning to you. Thank you for joining us as we get underway at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Monday morning, the 28th morning of the 10th month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Bashar al-Baghdadi is dead. Last night, the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi is dead. Bakar, not Bashar. My apologies. And thank you, Mr. President, for that clarification. He is dead because of the heroism of the United States military and because of the courage of the presidential administration to carry out this very, very high-risk operation while keeping it under wraps, keeping it secret, keeping it top secret, keeping it classified, and that means keeping it out of the eyes and ears of congressional Democrats who, who leak consistently so much of what is going on in this administration, it could have jeopardized the entire operation. More from the president's announcement. He died after running into a dead-end tunnel, whimpering and crying and screaming all the way. I love the imagery. The thug who tried so hard to intimidate others spent his last moments in utter fear, in total panic and dread, terrified of the American forces bearing down on him. The same terror felt by so many of his victims, which we will discuss. Baghdadi's demise demonstrates America's relentless pursuit of terrorist leaders, and our commitment to the enduring and total defeat of ISIS and other terrorist organizations. And that is important because the defeat is not yet completed. 
The defeat of ISIS is not yet completed. There are still thousands and thousands of ISIS fighters ready to continue, but this will be an enormous blow to their uh, to their future plans. Terrorists who oppress and murder innocent people should never sleep soundly, knowing that we will completely destroy them. These savage monsters will not escape their fate. And they will not escape the final judgment of God. Savage monsters, the president calls terrorist leaders like Bakar al- uh, Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi. Terrorist monsters. That's a stark difference between, uh, from what the American press calls people like this, which, again, we will get to momentarily. He was a sick and depraved man, and now he's gone. Baghdadi was vicious and violent, and he died in a vicious and violent way as a coward running and crying. Running and crying not only over his own life, but dragging three of his children with him so when he detonated his suicide vest, when he knew the end was here, he would take his kids and make sure they were murdered as well, rather than surrendering and allowing himself to be captured so that his kids could live. A brutal killer one who has caused so much hardship and death, has violently been eliminated. He will never again harm another innocent man, woman, or child. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. The world is now a much safer place. And this is something that the left cannot bring itself to uh, to recognize to believe that the president is right, that this number one most wanted terrorist in the world is now dead thanks to U.S. operations and U.S. leadership in the same way that U.S. military operations, intelligence, and leadership from the executive office uh, captured or, excuse me, cornered and killed Osama bin Laden back in 2011. They do not want to acknowledge Everything that you just heard the president say, that he died like a coward. He died like a, like a, uh, like a baby, uh, crying and whimpering the entire way. I have no doubt of this, because that is exactly what bullies who cannot fight for themselves and who have other people doing their fighting for them do. They make sure that they themselves are always protected, and when it comes back to them, that's when their true colors come out. That's when you know who they truly were deep down inside. Osama bin Laden was very big, but Osama bin Laden became big with the World Trade Center. This is a man who built a whole, uh, as he would like to call it, a country, a caliphate, uh, and was trying to do it again. Yeah, he was. And they will continue in his death or past his death. Now, I want to hit a couple of very important points here that you probably have heard people discussing already. But it matters. The Democrats are livid. Rather than celebrating the great news that President Trump's uh, orders, when given, and we'll talk about the process here, about how, how this whole thing went down, when given a series of options by his military leaders about what they can do now that they have a confirmed location of Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, he was given some options. This is the one that he chose, and this is the way that it turned out. Rather than thanking the president and the great military and intelligence teams that led to this, and by the way, there's another conversation that must be had. 
because the intelligence that led to this operation that ended up in the death of al-Baghdadi was in large part secured by interrogation techniques that the American left uh, continues to condemn. They gathered a lot of very important intelligence from ISIS fighters who have been captured. And I can tell you this, I don't care what black site that was used, I don't care what techniques that were used, if this is what it takes to kill terrorists, then this is what you do. And if you think, well, but then they'll use techniques like this, and we're talking about potentially torture techniques, or high-level, um, I'm trying to remember the phrasing that they used when they uh, when they um, uh, waterboarded uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed several times, but um, but you know high 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 intensity interrogation techniques uh, enhanced I think was the word there it is enhanced te- inter- interrogation techniques whatever is it took whatever it is that it took to get this information is worth it because they are certainly not holding back on a ca- on captured Americans anyway we know this. Through, through history and through our experience. But at any rate, Democrats, rather than being thrilled for what was done here, the uh, uh, making of the world a safer place, as the president pointed out, they're angry. They're angry that President Trump didn't tell them before he and uh, ordered the uh, uh, operation to be carried out. As if he had some obligation to tell legislators this wasn't a matter of making law this was a matter of national security done by the executive branch it wasn't a war that was started this was a very it was a very thin narrow scalpel used operation as opposed to a broadsword in which some sort of a massive military operation was underway that did not require congressional approval and yet the democrats were all over the talk shows yesterday crying about how they were not informed Nancy Pelosi complaining in a statement um, uh, after the uh, announcement by the president. She praised the heroism and dedication and skill of the military and intelligence profici- uh, uh, professionals, but then went on to say the House must be briefed on this raid, which the Russians, but not top congressional leadership, were notified of in advance, and the Amer- administration's overall strategy in the region. Um, no, Nancy, you should not have been in, uh, uh, informed and briefed on this. And Why? Well, let's ask the President of the United States why it was important to make sure that you, Schiff, and other Nadler and other Democrat congressional leaders were not informed. And, and have you notified the congressional leaders about this? Pelosi, uh, we've notified some. Others are being notified now as I speak. Uh, we were going to notify him last night, but we decided not to do that because Washington leaks like I've never seen before. There's nothing, there's no country in the world that leaks like we do and washington is a leaking machine and i told my people we will not notify them until uh, the our great people are out not just in but out i don't want to have them greeted with uh fire power like you wouldn't believe so we were able to get in it was top secret it was kept there were no leaks no nothing the only people that knew were the few people that i dealt with and again, Mark Milley and the Joint Chiefs of Staff were incredible. Uh, we had some tremendous backup. Robert O'Brien, Secretary Esper, Secretary Pompeo. Pence, I told you, he was great. We, this is a very small group of people that knew about this. We had very, very few people. We, a leak 
a leak could have caused the death of all of them. Now, they're so good that I think nothing was going to stop them anyway. You want to know the truth. That's how good they were. We had them also surrounded by massive uh, air power up in the air yesterday, surrounded at very high levels. We were very low. Uh, we had tremendous air power. And, and you watched all this from the sit room? Who, who were you with in the sit room when you watched uh, this? Secretary uh, Esper, a few of the Joint Chiefs, Mark Milley, uh, some generals. We had some very great uh, military people in that room. And we had some great intelligence people, Robert O'Brien. So the truth, the important truth here, the savage truth of this is we didn't tell the Democrat leadership because we didn't want word getting out to the New York Times, to the Washington Post, to MSNBC or CNN so that they start broadcasting American troops on the verge of cornering al-Baghdadi. And then suddenly we go into the place that we were told that he was and he's not there anymore because he got tipped off. Uh, Exactly correct. And the left can't handle the fact that the president, knowing full well that they want nothing more than to destroy him, would have sacrificed the success of that operation, putting American troops' lives in, in serious jeopardy in order to stop it. They, let me ask you this question. Do you think that Nancy Pelosi, who is trying to impeach President Donald Trump, that Adam Schiff, Intelligence uh, Committee Chair, trying to impeach Donald Trump, Jerry Nadler, uh, judiciary. All of, do you think any of these individuals would rather a have Donald Trump be responsible for greenlighting the raid that killed the most wanted terrorist in the world, thus getting credit for it in a similar way to which uh, Osama, I mean uh, Barack Obama got credit for uh, giving a green light to the raid that killed Osama bin Laden? Do you think they would allow? Would rather have him have the success if it means uh, a safer world by killing? And dispiriting, by the way, ISIS uh, fighters when they find out their leader is killed. Do you think they would rather have that happen and Trump get the credit for it or somebody leaks something so he gets away so Trump doesn't get a victory, which takes the focus off of our impeachment efforts? Which do you think they would rather do? I, I, I want you to really ponder that. We'll take a time out here, and I want you to really ponder. Do you think Democrats, given the choice of killing al-Baghdadi, which we did, or allowing al-Baghdadi to slip from our grasps to rob Trump of a victory, which of, which of the two would the Democrats rather have? And I want an honest answer. I think we know but I would like to hear you say it. And if you happen to be a Democrat and want to answer, by all means, 216-901-0945, The Bob France Authority back after this. WHKRadio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast. I just threw this together literally in a couple of seconds here during the uh, commercial break. So it's not very artfully worded, but I just threw a poll question up on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio. And I'll put it on Facebook, too. Same page, France Radio. But um, I, I just threw it together, so again, it's, it's, it's a little clumsy. 
But here's how. Here's what I wrote. A little poll question for you. Be honest. Which outcome do you think Democrats would have preferred? The death of the world's most wanted terrorist, al-Baghdadi, with Trump getting credit? Or al-Baghdadi getting tipped off and escaping so the focus stays on impeachment? And the two choices I put up there, again, just really briefly, I typed these up during the break. One, they'd let Baghdadi live, or two, they're glad he's gone. I would, I, be honest. What do you think Democrats prefer? And I think we have our answer already. If we take a look at the coverage yesterday in multiple left-wing news organizations, the proverbial enemies of the people that President Trump talks about, and of course we will start with the Washington Post, one of the two most disingenuous, dishonest, pathetic excuses for journalism in America today, one being the, in print journalism, one being the New York Times, the other being the Washington Post, and whether which is A and which is B is irrelevant. I think they flip-flop the top spot as to the worst. But in this case, the coverage yesterday of the announcement of the uh, suicide of al-Baghdadi as he was cornered in a tunnel by U.S. troops, um, it speaks for itself. Bush, uh, I keep saying Bashar, I apologize for that, uh, but Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi was a murderer. You know what, let, let's, let's, murder is so pathetically and lame, honestly. I mean, that, that doesn't even begin to do this. Let's do this, let's do this in reality here. Um, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi was responsible for torturing, raping, beheading, crucifying, burning alive, and keeping enemies as slaves since he rose um, to the top of this ISIS organization, this Islamic State and the caliphate that, uh, that they had built. I mean, he brought back medieval brutality that you cannot imagine and yet they videotaped it so you could not only just imagine it but see it we all saw the burning alive of the jordanian pilot we all saw a video of the um, heads being cut off of americans and other enemies of the islamic state we have seen this stuff they have crucified they they literally brought back slave markets women being sold into sexual and other types of slavery within the Islamic State. That's who he was. The headline of the Washington Post announcing his death, and I know you've heard it already, but you've got to hear it again. The headline reads, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, austere religious scholar at helm of Islamic State, dies at 48. I mean, we don't have the time to list all of the things wrong with that simple short headline that they put on their uh, on their online newspaper. We we don't have the time, but start with just dies at forty eight. He blew himself up with his children around him, three of them, so that they would die as well rather than be captured by American forces. Scholar. An austere religious scholar? Do we really need to go into this after what I just described at the helm of the Islamic State? We, we, they, they gave him a memorial. They gave him an obituary rather than a news announcement that the world's number one most wanted terrorist, most wanted criminal has been killed 
or forced into a suicide. They, they literally gave him an obituary. They put it under the obituaries for crying out loud. It literally says I'm staring at the online. Now, they changed the headline after, uh, you know, unbelievable backlash, which was almost instantaneous. But this is how the left viewed this. That, that he's not, because to acknowledge everything that I just read to you that he was responsible for, the tortures, rapes, slavery, crucifixion, burning alive, et cetera, et cetera, to acknowledge it, how about drowning too, putting them in cages and dunking the, uh, the cages and videotaping with underwater cameras, watching them take their last uh, breaths. Um, because, uh, you know, to, to acknowledge all of those things would lead everybody to say thank you, U.S. military. Thank you, President Trump, for, for organizing and or greenlighting, depending on whoever did organize it, along with the Joint Chiefs, along with the Pentagon, along with intelligence, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you for doing this. Instead, it's, no, let's not tell everybody what he did. Let's just identify him as a religious scholar who was in charge of the Islamic State who died at 48. That's what you need to focus on here. It's not what we did. It's how it is being reported and how it is being received. I have much more to say on this, and I certainly welcome your voice as well. 216-901-0945, Right back. All right, it's 935, the Bob France Authority continuing on AM 1420, The Answer. Good Monday to you. A um, little uh, program note for you. Uh, Congressman Jim Jordan is scheduled to join us at some point this morning. Uh, I keep, I'm keep i in constant communication with this uh, media director, and uh, apparently he had to step into the skiff uh, earlier. There may be some brief procedural shenanigans. There was word that a witness is going to show up, a witness is not going to show up. Um, he was scheduled for 9.30, but essentially he was, Congressman Jordan's supposed to come on at 9.48. Uh, they are now asking if he can come on after 10 o'clock. We just don't know when because this is what's going on on Capitol Hill right now. So um, we're going to do our best to get him on the air at some point. We, I've just basically told him to call when he's ready and he's free and available. So Congressman Jordan at some point will talk to us about not just the breaking news yesterday, of the death of the most wanted terrorist in uh, the world, literally the number one on the most wanted list terrorist in the world. Um, we'll talk to him about that, but also with the news at the end of last week on Friday, we found out that um, the investigative probe of uh, John Durham, federal, federal prosecutor John Durham, has been expanded from administrative to criminal in terms of looking into how the entire Russian collusion narrative slash uh, the Mueller investigation was started and whether or not it was lawful or whether or not laws were broken. It's a criminal probe now that has Clapper and Brennan and Comey and McCabe and probably Lynch shaking in their boots, to be quite frank. Um, so we're going to talk to him about that as well as the ongoing kangaroo court. Uh, that is the impeachment proceedings against President Trump. So um, just in the very early going here, I literally just posted it. Uh, 39 votes in. In fact, I should probably refresh. Uh, which outcome do you think Democrats would have preferred the death of the world's most wanted terrorist with Trump getting credit or Baghdadi being tipped off and escaping so the focus would stay on impeachment? 95% of the respondents say they'd rather let him live. I don't disagree. Look at the way they're treating al-Baghdadi's death. That's all you need to know. I just gave you the Washington Post story. They try to memorialize this ISIS ISIS murderer and torture 
and killer and slaveholder. They try to memorialize him as an austere religious scholar. It's not just the Washington Post. This is Bloomberg News. More left-wing, ridiculous news coverage of this. This is how Bloomberg News referred to uh, Bashar al-Baghdadi. I keep saying Bashar. It's Bakar. It's it's, uh, Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi. My apologies. Um, This is how Bloomberg tweeted the news of Baghdadi's death yesterday. Quote, Islamic State leader Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi transformed himself from a little-known teacher of Quranic recitation into the self-proclaimed ruler of an entity that covered swaths of Syria and Iraq. Now, I want you to listen to that again more carefully. Baghdadi transformed himself from a little-known teacher of Quranic recitation into a teacher. He's a teacher of just Quranic recitation into the self-proclaimed ruler of an entity that covered swaths of Syria and Iraq. An entity. Not a terrorist group. An entity. This this, this big thing. A caliphate. The Islamic State that covered swaths of Syria and Iraq. No, that, that, that... completely destroyed swaths of Syria and Iraq with with brutality and barbarism and slavery, killing non-Muslims and even non-believing Muslims, you know, Muslims who didn't want to be a part of the Islamic State alike, killing, torturing, maiming, uh, again, bringing back medieval 6th and 7th century types of torture uh, to to modern-day Syria and Iraq. And they, they, they describe this guy in terms that make him sound almost like an accomplished world leader. He transformed himself from a little-known teacher to the ruler covering swaths of Syria and Iraq. Doesn't say how he did that. So my question on Twitter, I think, is a valid one. Looking at how leftist journalism is covering his death, how do you think leftist congressional leaders view this? Would they rather, I asked on Twitter, would they rather have Baghdadi be killed as he was with Trump getting the credit, and by the way, maybe some of the attention going away from the impeachment probe, or Al Baghdadi be alive and, uh, you know, after escaping, so the focus stays on impeachment? Vote at France Radio. 95% of the respondents thus far, and I just posted it, uh, say they would rather him be alive. And I cannot possibly disagree. You want another example? Yesterday on CBS This Morning, the uh, Joint Chiefs Vice Chairman in the Obama administration, James Winifield, was on CBS's Face the Nation, uh, CBS This Morning, I guess it's called, Face the Nation This Morning, whatever. He was on uh, uh, CBS, and he was asked about the way this operation was carried out and about the president's comments. And as you know, I played them for you before. The president uh, essentially described Baghdadi's last moments. Baghdadi was vicious and violent, and he died in a vicious and violent way as a coward running and crying. So um, Winifield was asked about that characterization after the lethal raid on the ISIS kingpin. And the Obama 
Joint Chiefs Vice Chair James Winnefeld said this, If you look back at the Bin Laden raid, we treated his body with respect that is due under Islam. End quote. That's a quote now. I want, you, I want you to hear this directly. It's not my paraphrase. This is what he said. If you look back at the Bin Laden raid, we treated his body with respect that is due under Islam. End quote. My response to that, I can't be probably expressed fully on, on uh, terrestrial radio under FCC guidelines. So I'll say it this way. We don't live under Islam, Mr. Winnefeld. We don't live under Islam. We don't operate under Islamic rules. That's number one. And number two, you are bragging about treating the body of Osama bin Laden with respect and saying, by comparison, that President Trump did not treat the blown-up body of al-Baghdadi with respect. And you're right. And that's the difference between us. And that's why Donald Trump is the president after Barack Obama. You and your ilk respect fanatical Islamic terrorists who kill Americans in barbaric ways like flying airplanes into buildings, watching people burn to death or, or jump from a hundred stories in the air so they don't burn to death. You respect people who torture and kill innocent people like Osama bin Laden did. We revile them. We didn't want to treat Osama bin, ba- Osama bin Laden's body with respect that is due under Islam. Because A, he doesn't deserve respect. He deserves to burn for all of eternity in a jet fire hell. That's right, a jet fuel fired hell. He didn't deserve respect that you gave him. And guess what else? Neither does Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. He doesn't deserve respect. And he's not getting it. And that's why the President of the United States said it the way he said it. He died after running into a dead-end tunnel, whimpering and crying and screaming all the way. Why would we respect somebody who did the things that I have discussed and we all have been, been made very acutely aware of? Why would he be respected? And then number two, as I said, we don't live under Islam. Why do we have to provide respect for the body of a killer? Because that's what Islam requires. What, what, that's the difference between the Obama presidency and Obama's America and Trump's America. What do you think, who do you think is, what do you think Americans should be more proud of? genuflecting and bowing their heads at a service, a burial at sea, as you had uh, Osama bin Laden's body gently dumped into the sea under Islamic uh, law? Or President Trump saying, this rat bat, this terrorist who tortured, raped, uh, enslaved, beheaded, burned alive, drowned alive, all of these different things that were done to people, as they established their uh, their caliphate, 
that this guy died whimpering and crying in a corner before pu- uh, uh, pushing the button to, to detonate his own suicide vest. What do you think Americans care more about? This is what we're talking about. Democrats are angry that, that uh, Bash- uh, uh, Bakar al-Baghdadi is dead. One of these times I'm going to slip and fully say Bashar al-Bassad, uh, and I don't mean to. Apologies for that. That's the Syrian leader. But we're talking about Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi. Democrats are angry that he's dead and that Donald Trump gave the green light to the operation that killed him and that the Donald Trump is announcing and celebrating his death, which he should. Obama celebrated Osama bin Laden's death only as far as being able to say, at my direction, I did this, I was responsible for this, if you remember his announcement, but did not actually uh, celebrate the death of, we got the guy that killed all of these Americans, did not celebrate it from the standpoint of, this is what he deserved. They, They gently, you know, and quietly, in a respectful tone, uh, as Islamic law dictates, uh, gave him the burial at sea. As if somehow we are supposed to live and operate and make our uh, decisions under Islamic law. It is simply amazing. And they're also angry, of course, that um, he did not, that President Trump did not inform certain members of Congress of the operation in advance. And for a very good reason. And, and have you notified the congressional leaders about this? Pelosi, uh, we've notified some. Others are being notified now as I speak. Uh, we were going to notify him last night, but we decided not to do that because Washington leaks like I've never seen before. That- In other words, because we couldn't trust them to keep this a secret. And he's absolutely 100% justified in having that belief. Uh, Fred is in Cleveland on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Fred, go ahead. <clears throat> How you doing, Bob? Uh, Good. What we witnessed yesterday was simply American greatness. And hopefully the Republicans, such as Lindsey Graham and the like, will learn to embrace victory and go on offense instead of complacency and defense. It's time to obliterate this Democrat and media assault on Trump and the American people, because that is exactly what it is. I could not agree with you more, Fred. If you were looking for a spark... To not just sit here and listen to all of the slander and the lies against the president and these accusations in this kangaroo court that is not even a legitimate court because it has not, they have not yet taken a vote to actually hold impeachment inquiry proceedings. Uh, if you're looking for a reason to not just sit there and take it, but to step up in loud and vocal support of the president and of American greatness, as you said, and America first, et cetera, then maybe this is it. Maybe this is the kind of thing that can start uh, the movement so that we can get on with the, bi- the business of running this country and helping to protect the people of this country and our allies around the world uh, through operations such as this. TJ is in Cleveland on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, TJ. Yeah, hi, Bob. You know, I have no doubts in my mind, and I would bet everything I own, that if Trump had notified Schiff and Pelosi, they would have leaked to the media, yep. and the media would have run with it. And, you know, I think their depravity is even deeper than that, Bob. I think there's people in the DNC and the media that would have really loved to see a slaughter of our boys just to make Trump look bad. And, you know, if I had any advice for Trump, what I would tell him, you know, you cannot bring the special op groups to the White House because you can't afford to out them like Joe Biden did with SEAL Team 6 and 
and bin Laden. Right. But who we could bring to the White House to accept a, a decoration, a medal for all of them, bring that German shepherd that charged into that tunnel, got wounded. Yeah. Bring him to the White House, you know, because you don't have to worry about outing him, and have him, uh, uh, you know, uh, receive a decoration for all of them. And American people would love it because you know how we love our dogs. I would absolutely love that. Yeah, and they're—I mean, you know—they're—they're they're our partners. I mean, they call them a war dog, and they are—they're war dogs. They're literally, you know, trained and willing to go and fight in the same way that we are. They might not quite understand the ideology of it, but they're trained to do something, and they do so courageously. And and we could not do a lot of the things we we do without them. So, uh, I love the idea. TJ, as to your first point, <clears throat> I'll say this, and thank you for the call, my friend. I might not go as hardcore as to say they would rather have seen our boys slaughtered. But I will say this. If it had happened that way, if the mission had been a catastrophic failure, and we had lost some of our troops that went in there and carried out that raid, they would have made hay of it. I will not go quite as far as you do, TJ, although I respect your opinion on it, and say that they would have rooted for our boys to be slaughtered so they could blame Trump for it. I don't think they might necessarily would have, at least all of them wouldn't have, maybe some, but they wouldn't have rooted for it. But if it had happened that way, they would have made political hay of it. They would have said, see, this is what happens when you have uh, somebody who is incapable of handling his role as commander-in-chief. He greenlit a hastily put-together operation. They would have said he put this operation and this raid together to deflect attention away from the impeachment proceedings that he's trying to wag the dog they would have said he did all of these things and put our boys who were unprepared for this mission in harm's way and got them killed that's another reason we have to get rid of him they would have used it against him and the deaths of those boys would have been political tools for the left on that tj you and i agree 100 percent. whether all of them would have cheered for it or not cheered for it but secretly wished that something bad would have happened that could have made trump look bad not sure but i know they would have used it absolutely right tj good to hear your voice it's 952 we're back after this now heard through downtown through greater cleveland on 102.5 fm it's the bob france authority A little more for you on the reaction of the American left to the killing, the righteous killing of the world's most wanted terrorist. James Clapper, former national security, or excuse me, national intelligence director, rather, under Barack Obama. Um, Clapper was on State of the Union yesterday to discuss the death of uh, Baghdadi. And in the same manner as the rest of the American leftists, and remember, Clapper is one of the, uh, along with Brennan and Comey, and one of the top intelligence leaders who were responsible for, in large part, for the um, Russian probe that's cost, what, $35 million in two and a half years uh, of obstruction by the left on the president's legislative agenda, the Mueller probe. Their uh, actions prior to the actual election and the subsequent actions that led to the Mueller probe are under direct scrutiny now by 
federal prosecutor John Durham, who has been greenlit by the uh, Attorney General William Barr to in, uh, to investigate from a criminal perspective now, not just an administrative perspective. So in other words, he's in some serious trouble, potentially. Clapper's in jeopardy, let's put it that way. So he's on CNN yesterday, and rather than, again, celebrating the accomplishment here, the killing of al-Baghdadi, which is, uh, you know, may not be quite the same size and scope of the hunt for bin Laden, but it's not far off. Uh, rather than celebrating this enormous victory because of the devastating impact it's going to have on the psyche and the will uh, probably of, of the ISIS fighters who fought under him, Clapper goes on CNN to say, you know, it's, it's a pretty big deal symbolically, but it also could be bad. Clapper warned on CNN yesterday that this could galvanize the Islamic State. Wait, what? Yeah, the killing of the leader could galvanize all the rest of the fighters and make them even more dangerous. What are you saying, Mr. Clapper? Should we have not not have killed Hitler if given the chance? By the way, who also died in a cave, in a tunnel, in an underground bunker, cowardly, as the Americans and the Allies closed in, who killed himself in that underground bunker. Very similar. But should we not have killed Hitler had we been given the chance? Because it might galvanize the rest of the Nazi forces? Why are you saying this? Clapper said what is going to be interesting is that is to the extent uh, to which this negatively affects ISIS or galvanizes it, the remnants of it, which still survives as an ideology and has franchises in other places besides Syria. With the death of Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, you expressed some concern that this may galvanize ISIS, he was asked. Do you think it's important, as Chairman Rogers just suggested, to keep up the tempo for U.S. forces to stay in the region to make sure this doesn't become a remember-the-main-kind uh, kind of call for all these terrorists? And uh, Clapper used this opportunity to slam Trump's policy, saying, absolutely, ISIS is more than just Baghdadi, as important as he was. Somewhere in the neighborhood of fourteen to 18,000 fighters yet remain. And, of course, the franchises are, are branches in other places, notably Afghanistan, where we do still have forces. So, you know, again, anything we can do to either A, praise or memorialize or eulogize Baghdadi, and B, minimize the accomplishment for Donald Trump, the American left is willing to do. Whether it's leftist journalists at the Times, at the Post, at the CNN offices, MSNBC, or whether it's leftists in the halls of Congress, this is exactly what they'll do. 10 o'clock, news time, back after this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 